God damn it, Daryl. My recording just fucked out. Again. I hate doing this podcast. <laughs> self-inflicted, self-inflicted punishments. Since day one. You know how this is like the I feel cycle? Like, um, for No One Likes the Tuna podcast, we watch a Fast and Furious movie every week. And this cycle of watching all ten of them in a row, Daryl is sort of curating the experience so that, like, I have the best sort of I feel throughout the whole thing. You know, akin to what, what some foodies describe as mouth feel when you eat a dish, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get the best I feel. Well, I am feeling it. <laughs> I am feeling it. I don't know what's going on in this cycle, but... I mean, I know what's going on. I'm working a lot. Yeah. It sucks right now. That's what's going on. So It's tough to enjoy some of the things you might enjoy otherwise. Exactly. If you got a lot of other energy being sucked in other directions. Exactly. Oh, fuck. I just hit my hand on the desk. <laughs> All right, so this week, my name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. And this week we watched John Singleton's classic movie, Too Fast, Too Furious. How was your watch throw? I like this movie. Yeah, I, placed I like it, this movie too. <laughs> I placed it at the end because I knew I was going to like it. And it for me, it hit at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I had a very different experience from last week where, like, I I still was in my office today and I watched it during work with my PA in the office with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, sort of quoting lines as the movie goes along and we're cracking up. But last week during Tokyo Drift, I was just, like, so annoyed with it. And this week I was like, no, mm-hmm. this movie's good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> This movie's good. It has good vibes. I'm still feeling, like, drained from doing it, like, from trying to watch it during the day and still get my work done and, like, um, find time to record at night. But but this mm. movie is undeniably good. Yeah. It really is. I think you're living a little bit of a different life now because I have, I have, over the course of these past few years, built this into my Saturday morning. So no matter where I am, no matter what Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I have a designated time where I watch these movies. I do sometimes chop off the ends so that I can watch them later on. But Mm -hmm. you're living a whole new life over here because... Yeah. Yeah. You're just working 14 hours a day. Which will get to you no matter what you're trying to fit in otherwise. And so like Saturday hits... And it hits so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That it hits so good that I'm just like, I cannot watch a Fast and Furious movie right now. Like, yeah. I just am enjoying not working and not doing anything I don't want to do. Like, so much. I went to a Saturday. I went to a diner. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I had a nice meal. I had a bath. I went to the movies, Ooh. which we'll talk about a little later. I have okay. a movie review for you. 
And then Sunday I went to like the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. You know? Beautiful. Saw my old friend Sandy Sue I hadn't seen in years. And it just was like, why would I want to put a Venice Furious movie in the middle of this? Mm-hmm. But what that does is it leaves me high and dry for like Monday. I'm like, all right, I'm recording 8 p.m. Monday. <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> Gotta do it. Yeah, that's tough. I yeah, I imagine that was what was going through your head. I was like, man, this guy's out here. I want him to enjoy his weekend. So yeah, we can do these whenever. Yeah, that's what happened. Like I, yeah. I we were gonna record Sunday night, and it was gonna require me to like. Maybe cut off my Brooklyn Botanical Gardens adventure a little early and, like, drive back in traffic and, like, sort of hustle to, like, watch, you know, watch the movie and then, like, get on for an 8 o'clock. I was just like, Don't do nah. that. Don't do that. It's not worth it. I actually wouldn't have made it. I was driving back from yeah. Massachusetts, and we didn't get back until probably 9 o'clock. And after yeah. that drive, man, that drive sucks. It's like... Yeah, the drive sucks. Believe the drive me, sucks. I know. Like, you think it's a three-hour drive mentally, but it's really, like, six. Like, five and a half. It, it's, like, on a Sunday night, it's, like, five and a half hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. On a Friday afternoon, it's five and a half hours. And on a Sunday night, it's five and a half hours. When I was dating my wife, she was living mm-hmm. in Boston. And literally every weekend, I was driving five and a half, like, more than that. Like six hours basically to get to Boston and six hours back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It was not worth it. Let me right. We went to extreme measures to not have to do that anymore. Yeah. I, very, I moved across the world so I wouldn't have to do that anymore. So let's talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. What do you like about it? Um,. I like, well, everything about it. Yeah. Um, what was I keying in this week? I, we, yeah, we don't talk about it at all, it that often, but they use it in almost all the movies. The concept of driving your car at high speed and even so much as tapping somebody else driving at high speed, real life terrifying would yeah. never, ever happen. Like, I, I just, I wouldn't be able to stand it. I need eight feet of space. Between me and oh, the next car. You need two seconds. This is what I heard. Yeah, right? You Did you get the two-second lesson in driver's ed? Mm-hmm. You stay two full, one Mississippi, two Mississippi behind the car in front of you. No matter yeah. what speed. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I live plenty of space. I At yeah. least if I see what's going on, I have space to do what I need to do if shit goes down in front of me. but Give yourself reaction time. Yeah. So one yeah. of the things that, that happens in these movies is that they're always driving really close to each other. Yeah. You get a little bump, you get a little this and that, and it's underrated how scary that is or how skilled of a driver you truly need to be in order to They perform keep those cool maneuvers. under that pressure of getting, like, tip-tapped around, you know? Mm-hmm. One guy doesn't. One guy, yeah, definitely gets squashed. <laughs> fully squashed. So violently. <laughs> that scene is just ultra gross uh-huh. <laughs> like at a certain point right yeah so um no but i don't think i would keep i would be scared if somebody gave me a little love tap at 80 miles an hour oh, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so scary yeah i'm pulling over i'm canceling the rest of the drive that afternoon 
Yeah, I'm walking it off at least, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I'm getting out. I'm pulling over to the to the shoulder. Hopefully, there's like a little. Oh, fucking the hotel phone is ringing. <laughs> I'm in a hotel and the hotel phone is ringing. I'll call him back. Mm-hmm. Please stop ringing. Mr. Nocera, we took the liberty of sending up an extra bathrobe to increase your level of comfort during our stay at... No, it, I know it. It's, it's graphics for this show yeah. that got delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. I'm just going to keep that in the room. I mean, I don't have patience to cut that out. That's staying in. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so... I, I think I'm, like, getting out on the grass and, like, getting to my knees and thanking God I didn't die, <laughs> right? And, like, shaking it off and, like, peeing and drinking water and just resting for, like, at least half an hour <laughs> if I get tapped at 80 uh-huh. miles an hour and survive. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a normal reaction to me. Paul Walker, though, is, like, completely wooden in this movie. Except for one scene... Which we've talked about, but like, he must have just, he took the like Keanu ordering food in Point Break mm-hmm. thing, because he has personality in one, right? Yes. He has personality in one, and so like, he must have just taken this like Keanu in Point Break thing to like, next he was like, I'm going to pump it up to the next level. Every single line of dialogue Paul Walker delivers, except for that one scene, is is not a way a normal person speaks to, like, his friends or anybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's all, like, he, like, groans into his dialogue somehow. He's like, mm, yeah, she's the best. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's the best. You know? <laughs> Yeah, this garage is great. You know, it's like old New Jacks and like, uh, you know, he's kitted out with motor. He's like, uh, Jimmy Rundy's uh, the the Evo and the Spider down for me. You know, it's like, it's so weird how Mm -hmm. he talks. I don't know. I don't have a greater point than that. It's just like, I'm glad they talked him out of that at a certain point in the series where they're like, actually, Paul, could you like emote a little bit? Give us a little something. Give us a little something. Try this Try this in a different way. Throw away I, your old take. Yeah. Let's go with something fresh. To be clear, I enjoy him in this movie. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because, like, he's so hot. <laughs> you know? He's, like, got, like, hotness just, like, blazing off of him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oversized T-shirt. Mm. Converse Chuck Taylors. Mm. Just... So stylish. Mm. Those jeans, those like Effortless. shorts. Yeah. Those like Dickies shorts. Mm hmm. Just looking great. <laughs> With the big old <laughs> West Coast Customs yes. shirt. Very stylish. <laughs> the coolest. Yeah, but he's, not, he, yeah, I'm glad they like fixed that part mm-hmm. of the series. So. Um, what else did I learn? Um, I always thought there was, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with the the main cars, besides everything, right? He's got the the green Mitsubishi Evo. Yeah. And the purple um, 
spider, the cliff yeah. spider. So I was looking them up. So I guess it makes sense, but I hadn't really made the connection that the purple spider, the drop top, is actually the following generation from the uh, the green eclipse in the first Fast and Furious movie. The green and blue one that Brian yep. was driving right in yep. the beginning. But yep. uh, similarly, in the way that this movie is in many ways worse than the first in the classic, the specs on this spider, dog shit. That's why you never see them around. People actually right. seek out and like tuned the eclipse that you see in the first movie right. because... Um, it just was well, better it looks set up to rad and better. Yeah, it looks rad yeah. and better. It had the cool. It has the cool um, bump in the hood to fit a uh, motor yeah. in there. Little but scoop. The yep. main thing is that it also on the higher trim levels came as a all-wheel drive car, mm. which people are interested in. And I was thinking about it because in the uh, boatyard, you see the spider try to peel out in the dirt, and there's all this. Dirt kicking up out of the front. It's a front-wheel drive car. Oh, and that's bad for street racing. We're saying exactly. Mm-hmm. And all of the all the spiders of that generation only came in front drive. I really, w- I think it would be fun to have a scene in one of these movies where like somebody jumps in a car, and they're like, "This car sucks shit. <laughs> like, this is horrible." <laughs> Because yeah. every single car, they're like, obviously, they're masters at controlling whatever they're behind the wheel of, but there's got to be a little give and take, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if Rome was, like, not into it after a while. <laughs> like, especially because he picked it. Yeah. It'd be funny. I mean, they try to do that maybe in Fate of the Furious, where Dom is driving his cousin's car. It's the worst, it's the slowest car on the island. Yeah, that's kind of true. But, like, Dom is still, just like, whatever, you know, like, I'll mm-hmm. handle it, you know? Yeah. I just wish he had a little more, uh, like, this car is terrible. I wish somebody would, like, vocally <laughs> or actively be like, this is a bad vehicle. Uh-huh. This is what we're working with? No wonder. Yeah. Um, a little more NOS in this movie would be good. Mm-hmm. Right? They do the scene in the beginning, like over the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then they use the NOS to eject Ocedoka. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so I was but, thinking about that, too. And I know that, and I'm not even sure if this is complete enough for our listeners, but my understanding of nitrous oxide in the way that it's used in these movies uh-huh. is... So I was doing a little bit more research. So mm. did you know that nitrous oxide is the same thing as the like laughing gas that they use? To okay, so put you under? Here, I'm going to stop you okay. because we actually got some like listener engagement off of our episode a few weeks ago uh-huh. where we talked about NOS. I think it was our episode on on one on fa- the Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. We talked about NOS. And obviously, after like six years of doing this podcast, we still don't really know what NOS is or does. But this is a listener named Joe, mm-hmm. and he messaged us via Instagram. No one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram. He says, nitrous doesn't burn, quote, nitrous doesn't burn, my dudes. It's not something that explodes. Nitrous is basically just really cold. 
Cold air is dense. The more air you can fit into a combustion chamber, the more fuel you can add while maintaining a nice air-fuel ratio. More air, more fuel, bigger explosion, more power. More power. Yeah. If you just add more fuel without doing something like nitrous uh, or like a turbo or supercharger, you force the car to run rich, which I have dealt with with my uh, Triumph in terms of trying to tune the carbs, the carburetors, mm-hmm. which I'll talk more about in a second, um, which is a cold, dirty explosion and takes power away. If you only add more air, it runs lean, making a very hot explosion that can cause the combustion temps to be so high the fuel explodes before the spark plug plug lights it, causing pre-detonation and taking big-time power away and being really hard on the motor. Mm -hmm. He says, sorry for the novel. It wasn't a novel. It was very intelligent and very good. Thanks, Joe. Joe seems like a guy who works on cars from his Instagram thing, so I think he knows what he's talking about. Okay, good. So, that said, is it physically possible for you to use nitrous oxide as a compressed gas to shoot stuff? I think the answer to that is no. I think think it's yes. (laughs) It's a gas, right? I mean, it is, but from what I can figure out, and like the listeners will correct me later on, it seems like the type of thing that when you compress it, it turns into liquid. Joe, if you're listening, answer this question for us. But, like, you, I think you're – I mean, the thing is, like, you're right in that, like, if you were to use it for, like, a harpoon gun, say. Right. And just in some sort of I mean, hypothetical that nobody would ever think of. Wouldn't you want a higher – a lower density gas to be in that canister so that there was more – and you fill it, the more gas you would fill it with, the higher the pressure it would be because it's lower density, right? And if you have a high density gas, you have to basically put more of that into the canister to maintain the same amount of high pressure. I mean, ultimately, if you fill a canister with enough shit, mm-hmm. it'll get pressurized, right? Yeah, but like depending on what you try to, depending on what you're compressing, it does different stuff. And my thought is that the get the liquid nitrous that is inside of those tanks is liquid because it's compressed. And when it flow when you oh inject it into right. your engine, it then turns it into it gaseous into gas. Yeah. And which is what creates your pow pow. So I'm having trouble figuring out and that probably makes sense. Or yeah, having trouble figuring out if Nitrous oxide can actually be used to shoot a seat out of a car or harpoon out of a harpoon gun. Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the movie that establishes, like, pressurized NOS as a thing. <laughs> right? It's like another, it's like a total... This movie contributes a lot to the series. Mm-hmm. I sort of was going through it while watching today. Like, a lot of the series came out of this movie in a weird way. Right? Like, Tyrese, number one. Ludacris, number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, nitrous oxide, pressurizing. You know. Brian becomes a cop again and is Brian able to access. Brian becomes a cop again. 
Yeah. There's just like a whole kind of system that this movie sets up that launches, like becomes a launching pad for the rest of the series, you know? So I think that's like interesting. But to your point, I got to know. We got to figure this out. (laughs) We got to figure this out. Joe, if you're out there, write back. Or anybody else, if you know, write it at us. Mm -hmm. Um, You could write it in a review or a rating on (laughs) iTunes. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, My main thing this week, I think, with this movie... And this is sort of the only point I have is like, I, I still don't think this is like a well written movie. And I still don't think it's like a very well acted movie. But I think, I think speaking to some of the stuff we talked about with Jamie earlier this cycle of like, we kind of miss movies that did stuff like Point Break, you know what I mean? Like, sort of, we're a little doing something that had like sort of an original voice and, and, and there is no denying that this movie has an original voice. Right. And is trying stuff out Mm -hmm. and is like kind of throwing stuff at the screen, which is not always the best way to do it of like seeing what sticks, but like some of it sticks, some of it kind of works and like some of it doesn't, but like, I'm so down for people to do that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let's give it a shot, you know? Who gives yeah. a shit? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it portrays, and similar to how original Fast and Furious movie did, yeah. the community, how the community of car people actually ends up being one of the key, like, yeah. things that allows our main characters to succeed. And they're, I agree. They're playing off of that, and you know, if you think about straight, um, like car action movies, that's not always the case, right? It's all about yeah, driving fast, but sometimes it's about the community. Sometimes it is about yes. Sometimes One might say it's about that. It's about family. Well, I don't know if I'd stretch it that far. <laughs> no, it's always about family. You know, loyalty to those who help us. Anyway, I got nothing else for this movie, basically. Um, I think I'm mostly good. I did notice in the final, like, goodbye scene when um, Brian and Rome are handing over the money bags, they use, in the background, they show the yacht with the blue car yeah, inside in of it. it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I didn't notice that before. Nice little piece of dressing back there. Nice little piece of dressing, you know? I thought because it was edited in, obviously, that they had the big jump, I was surprised to see it again. Well, uh, I mean, another cool thing, I'm pretty sure they put a car on a boat. I think so, too. Right? Like, that's, like, great. And then, like, if you got a car on a boat, like, let's just take it to the set on the day and then, like, Put it in the background. Right. It would look cool. <laughs> you know? You've already done it, so mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, I agree. So I didn't notice it up until now, and I'm yeah. glad that it's there and that they use that prop again. Mm. Good. I'm glad it's there, too. I'm glad it's there, too. 
Um, Shoutouts? Yeah. Yeah, we ready? Okay. Um, what do you want to shout out to this week? So I've an anti-shout-out. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'll preface my anti-shout-out by saying this is not a criticism of anybody who's ever hosted me at their house before because the being of theirs... I mean, it is, but like, let's roll with it. Yeah, the anti-shout-out is to all air mattresses ever. Yeah. Because they suck. They always sucked, even the most premium They're so bad. ones now. Like... It's like a like a bad regular mattress is still better than the best air mattress. Yeah. Because the main thing and they and this is like the selling point of use. It's not deflation so much as you know, when they originally started doing the Tempurpedic mattress commercials, the way mm. they sell it is they put a glass of wine on one side and then a lady jumping around in her pajamas oh. on the other side. I because see. right it's the air the mattress displacement. Exactly. Displacement and the fact that, like, because yeah. it's air, every movement on one side of the bed creates equal violent movements on the other side. Yeah. And it occurs constantly. And that's the biggest downfall of the air mattress. And so, like, if, if your partner gets up in the middle of the night for some, for whatever reason, natural reason that a person has to get up in the middle of the night, you're also up because mm-hmm. you're just feeling it. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Not even just up, even micro movements. Yeah, I feel everything. Yeah, and that's the my problem with air mattresses. I've never slept on one that hasn't deflated somewhat overnight, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, even, I've slept on some okay air mattresses, and like I try to make sure it is all zipped up tight and all mm-hmm. good, but whatever. And like, my ass is the heaviest part of my body. And so what happens is my ass sinks into the air. You know, that's like the pit. I end up like bending at my ass. Uh-huh. And then I wake up in the morning and I my back right above my ass is like, no, mm-hmm. thank you. Like un- that was unpleasant. You know, right. it's an involuntary hammock position. Oh, and Daryl, <laughs> you couldn't pay me a million dollars to sit in a hammock these days. <laughs> I hated them as much as I've hated air mattresses since day one. (laughs) They're highly uncomfortable. Awful. And and the level of insecurity that you feel at all times when on a hammock is unbearable. Terrible. Oh, let me, you know what would be comfortable? A bunch of rope. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,. No, I'm not anti-shout-out to air mattresses, anti-shout-out to hammocks, like both bad inventions, and I would, like, you know, just get a pull-out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're adults. <laughs> Sorry, what? If you want me to stay? Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, I'd love this crash at your place. Yeah, what's that? It's, like, five hours before I'm supposed to stay over, and, like, you've just mentioned that it's an air mattress situation. No, thank you. I'll get an Airbnb. I'll see you later. Thank you so much. Uh Yeah, I had actually had that happen Uh, recently. I was going to stay with somebody off the boat from New Zealand, and, uh, uh, like, a week before I was getting on a plane, thank God. It was that they were like, well, yeah, I'll like get my air mattress out of the closet, and uh, I was like, 
let me think about this for, for like a second. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, nah. It's no good. No good. No good. So. Um, all right. I got a, I got most, it's a mostly pro shout out. Okay. So it's a food shout out. I went to a restaurant with our old friend Sandy Sue on Sunday called Hunky Dory. Oh, I've been there. Yeah? Yes, I have. Uh, and the food was good. Uh, that's like my main pro shout out about it. It's like the food was good. They had this like sweet corn ice cream. Mm-hmm. Delicious. I had a fried chicken burger, which was banging. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was so good. It was like chicken thigh, which I'm a fan of the dark meat chicken burger. But it was like, Big thighs and like really good fry on it, and the hot, they had a bunch of hot sauce and a bit like enough hot sauce. It wasn't like I didn't have to request it. They brought a side of hot sauce that was like in a tub, and I just dumped it on the chicken burger. Wow, what is it dressed with? Uh, a little slaw. Perfect. A little bit of slaw. That's about it. Um. Uh, yeah. They do a. Like a version, they don't do French fries, but I think they do like a potato skin. That yeah, they, they do something like that. We did not order that. It's very good. If yeah, we had some prosciutto there. melon, which was pretty good. Oh, very nice. Always a fan of the prosciutto melon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It it's seemed like the unusual. classiest, trashy <laughs> food in the world. <laughs> the first time I saw it in uh, Connecticut, I was like, mm. I'm not sure what this is, but instantaneous. Um, appreciation for the appetizer. Once I yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like and uh, it's like the one thing that's like. First time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what a mm-hmm. crazy ass combo!" But it works. It's great. It's like salty mm-hmm. and sweet, and got a little crunch to it. Got a little like slippery prosciutto in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it works even with a. Like your um, your cantaloupe doesn't need to be super ripe. It almost yeah. works better if it's kind of like an underripe. Yeah, or less a little than little harder cantaloupe. of a chew. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, there was a downside to this restaurant. Mm-hmm. I bet you can guess what it is. I know exactly what it is. They use a don't they use a QR code menu? Not only do they use a QR code menu. But you, the QR code takes you to an ordering website. Yeah. Through which you must log into a thing and order the thing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't into that at all. <laughs> and you have, to pay, you have to pay for everything you order at the time that you order it. It's not like a order all uh, your items and then pay for it later. No. It all happen at once. Um, yeah, it kind of is, but it's like you get charged at the end of the meal. Mm. So you put the order in, they like put a one cent reserve on your credit card. And then once you like check, you can add things. That's, that's the way like you can add things to your order throughout the meal. If you want to add an extra ice cream, like we did, Mm -hmm. we just popped an extra ice cream on there and it just added to our bill. And then it like charged us all of it at the end once we like mm. checked out. Got it. The thing about it was 
no tipping, gratuity mm-hmm. free. And I even like asked the guys, I was like, hey, am I supposed to tip you? Like I didn't have a place to do that on the app. And they're like, no, 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 no it's gratuity free. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. No? Don't take my tipping away from me. I love tipping. Mm-hmm. I tip really well and I love doing it. You know? Please don't take it away from me. Because mm-hmm. I don't know much how, how much it would cost normally, so I can't like scale an extra tip. I mean, I'm happy to throw the guys an extra little whatever, but like, I want to scale it off the thing. You know? Don't take mm-hmm. it away from me. Yeah. Please. I, yeah. Over the course of 2020, I became a generous tipper. Yeah. And it just sort of stuck, which is fine. Welcome to the welcome to the uh, the big boys club, baby. Mm-hmm. Generous mm-hmm. tippers club. Yeah, it's a good place to be. It's, I mean, it feels good. Feels it feels good. <laughs> it's good. You want to know the story of the best tip I ever gave? <laughs> 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 Not like the most tip, but like the best quality tip. Uh huh. Around the holidays, I was in like this place called the Woodside Cafe in Woodside, New York. It's like a fucking, the most, like the most medium diner you've ever been to, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, scale up all the diners in New York, divide by that number, (laughs) and you get to Woodside Cafe as like the absolute average. Mm -hmm. But there's like nice people who work there, and like, you know, it's like close by, it's a nice like neighborhood spot. Mm -hmm. And kids work there, you know, like. Like, it's a nice job for, like, a holiday, like, kids on holiday from school uh, to work there. So, there was a a day a couple years ago, I was hanging out with a couple friends, like, New York guys, you know, Mm -hmm. having breakfast. And uh, there was this kid serving our table, and, like, he wasn't doing the main plates, but he was, like, dropping, he was doing the drinks, and he was, like, you know, he was, like, wiping tables around the air, you know, bussing stuff like that at the end of the meal we paid we tipped i got up i went back to the kid he must have been like 16 years old and i took out like 30 bucks and i was like merry christmas kid and i said it like that and i was like (laughs) yeah it felt so good (laughs) and the kid was like thanks man like he was jazzed about it i was like listen my heart your heart i love it we're having a good time that's awesome. That's really nice. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So do more of that, I feel like, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Maybe do it when it's not the holiday. Maybe I'll just do it sometime. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Anyway, as I gotta, I've got to eat something. No more we're talking about food. So let's sign cool. off. Do you want to do the credits? Uh, Sure. So mm-hmm. we're one episode away from the final of our series here. Ooh. Final episode of the mouthfeel will be uh, Furious 7. So yeah. that'll come to you guys next week. Until then, please visit some of our social media. Yeah. Uh, we're on Instagram at No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. We are inaccessible by Gmail. No One Likes, mm-hmm. the, po- no one likes the Tuna Podcast. Yeah, not happening right now. Not at gmail.com. Um, rate and review us at Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And or anywhere, mostly there, but... We're also accessible on Spotify and anywhere else. Get your podcasts. Um, shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Please. If anybody would like to join our small squad of Patreon subscribers, now is a good time to do that. Yep. Because um, we're going to post the poll for the in-betweener movie. Probably tomorrow I'm going to post it. 
Nice. So, yeah. Cool. That'll be up. You can If you throw us a buck, you can vote on which of, like, four movies we watch between the end of cycle 11 and the beginning of cycle 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a crucial important. point in our lives when we get to watch an in-betweener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. really sets the tone for the following 10 weeks of our lives. Which so. are going to be miserable, Carol. <laughs> Let me tell you. Not looking forward to it. You're not prepared for this. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think we're just on Twitter, at an old podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's, so that's everything. Yeah, man. Cool. Chill. All right, buddy, I hope you have a great week. Thank you. You as well. I'll talk to you soon.